Peter. What's a bomber cloud? What are you saying? Bomber cloud. Bomber cloud is one of Jamaica's password, one of the most highest potential of culture that relieves the spells of evil. Why? How? Well, it's so scientific. Bomber cloud, brass cloud, blood cloud, every kind of cloud you can think of is bad words in decent language. Yeah. And I'm born come here in Jamaica, so why is it indecent? So I went on an investigation. And once upon a time, I found myself in some circumstances held down by some spiritual vampires that my mouth couldn't move, my tongue couldn't shake, my hand couldn't move, and the only thing could make me move is say, move your bumbo cloth and I'm free. Alright. <laughs> yes, sir. And from that day on, I never stop saying bumbo cloth, 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 bumbo cloth. And from that day on, I never stop saying bomb
And this technique had already been used in painting at that time for 50 years. It was, in fact, kind of old hat in painting. Brian copied out phrases from newspapers and magazines, then took his scissors and cut these selections into pieces and rearranged the fragments at random. And these cut-up experiments appeared in Minutes to Go in 1959. Uh, when you experiment with cut-ups over a period of time, you find that some of the cut-ups and rearranged text seem to refer to future events. I cut up an article on, uh, written by John Paul Getty and got, it's a bad thing to sue your own father. This was a rearrangement. It wasn't in the original text. And a year later, one of his sons did sue it. Purely extraneous information, it meant nothing to me. No, nothing to gain on either side. Uh, we had no explanation for this at the time. It just uh, suggesting the press when you cut into the present, the future leaks out. But we simply accepted it and continued the experiments. The next step was cut-ups on the tape recorder, and Brian was the first to take this obvious step. Now, the first tape recorder cut-ups were a simple extension of cut-ups on paper. Uh, you record, there are many ways of doing this, but here's one way. You record, say, 10 minutes on the recorder. Then you spin the reel backwards or forwards, just like that, without recording. Stop at random and cut in a phrase. Now, of course, when you cut in that phrase, you've wiped out what's ever there, and you have a new juxtaposition. Now, how random is random? We know so much that we don't consciously know that we know that perhaps the cut-in was not random. The operator, on some level, knew just where he was cutting in. As you know, on some level, exactly where you were and what you were doing ten years ago is a particular time. If, if you couldn't, uh, most of you couldn't, there are a few freaks that can, uh, make that uh, knowledge consciously available. In the same way, while you're, you're doing the tape, on some level, you, you know just exactly where your words are. Um, so cut-ups put you in touch with what you know and, and do not know what you know. Now, of course, this procedure on the tape recorder produces new words by altered juxtaposition, uh, just as new words are produced by cut-ups on paper. Well, we went on to exploit the potentials of the tape recorder, cut up, slow down, speed up, run backwards, inch the tape, that means uh, work it back and forth across the tape head, play several tracks at once, uh, cut back and forth between two recorders. Now, here are some tapes which Brian made with all the technical facilities of the BBC in London, and they show, I think, what can be done with a human voice and one phrase.